Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 691 for the week of September 16th, 2023. I'm Chris Burbett here bringing you this week's extremely long news read. RIP my voice. Joining us today, Kelly Ryan. Um, not doing inappropriate things at musicals, apparently. Mm-hmm. And Josh Carpenter. It's been so long, I don't remember how to do this anymore. Apparently you do. Just, we do do we, we talk during the podcast? We, we do, do that, right? We do. Okay. Yeah, we still talk. I also just realized I should have gotten donuts this morning. Oh man! Oh, fail. Oh well, I'm I'm recovering from a flu shot, so unfortunately, I did not have the energy. Actually, this newsread is going to be so long. I'm switching to Chrome so that things open in the right order. Oh. Actually, we've got all the summaries in the spreadsheet. I can just stay in the spreadsheet. Perfect. Yeah, okay. that's probably yeah, a good that's, call. <laughs> that's what I'm going to end up doing. Thank you, Alex, for these summaries because they are amazing. Yes, uh, Alex works hard on our news and we appreciate it. It made me f- feel kind of bad for calling stuff. Yeah, and but. I hear Scotty breaking <laughs> things. Yeah, thankfully it's just a trash can, so he can't break it, but I don't know what the heck he's doing. Don't let him in the trash can. He's going to look in there and find stuff. I have had to... It seems like a problem. I've had to learn what heavy objects uh, can weigh down the lid of my trash can because my husband's dumbass cat, well, smartass cat, knows how to open the lid of my trash can. Oh, your husband's cat. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, his cat before we got married. All right. Said so it is very much his cat. But he does like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vaughn says, and in the chat room, can confirm, cat is a jerk. It doesn't even matter what cat you're talking about. It's like nobody will disagree with that statement. What, cat is a jerk? Yeah. Um, Fr- Frankie tends to not be a jerk. Oh, don't you even start trying to tell me that. After all the Frankie being a terror stories I've heard. I mean, he did try to bite the tail off of one of my Minecraft cat plushes yesterday. And how many toys has he been trying to eat in a way that you're worried he's going to choke on them? Uh, yeah, he likes to bite the end o- ends off of uh, catnip toys. and Like they're cigars he's about to start smoking. Yeah, and he completely destroyed a cat scratcher that I bought that had the little pop-up levers. And I guess the pop-up levers must have insulted his mom because he completely ripped that mechanism out and -hmm. carried it upstairs. So, yeah, I guess Frankie is kind of a jerk. But he's so sweet. I love him. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. He's a sweet little baby. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You might be a little biased, Kelly. Just so you know. And, and you, oh, but I, I know Scotty is a jerk, but your, your Doug trio aren't jerks? They are entirely jerks. <laughs> I've just had one jerk s- switch out for the other jerk on the desk here today. D- didn't you have to call the, the, the emergency vet because one of them ate no, a tube of medicine? No, we called the room? regular vet. Okay. Because he... So we were in... Seattle for PAX, and then we stayed another week to visit and hang out with friends. Um, while we were there, we got a call from the cat sitter being like, Hi, 
Uh, it looks like one of your cats, uh, I believe a scamper, has knocked the container of treats that are medicated for your other cat off onto the floor and has eaten like 20 of them. And so we had to quick research, like, is he going to die? Do we need to call someone? And we did call our regular vet. And Anna Marie calls the vet, and the vet sees her number on the caller ID, picks up the phone and says, Hello, Anna Marie. What did Scamper do now? (laughs) And so that made our day. (laughs) And she said, no, he's probably just going to throw up. And he did. And that's the end of it. (laughs) He just had a mess on the floor. Uh Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, we can deal with that. (laughs) The vet knows Scamper on a first name basis. Yes. (laughs) And knows our phone number. Like, oh no. <laughs> what now? Mm-hmm. Hi. If you're calling, Scamper did something. What was it? <laughs> Press <laughs> one for eat an entire box of treats. <sighs> he also broke the regular treat container, too. <laughs> so we had to switch that out this week. <laughs> like, dude. Can you just not with the treats? He's like, no, I know they're in here. Even though it's sealed, I know they're in here, and I'm going to attack them. I'm going to attack and destroy the treat god until I get my treats. I mean, it is pretty funny to show my cats the treat container that they know they're in, and we're just watching them attempt so hard to break into the container. Our cat treats are in one of those big jar, uh, plastic jars because mm-hmm. we buy we buy them in bulk, obviously. Obviously, yeah, I, I, I show Zorro that container and just watching him wrap his big dumb monkey paws around it, trying to get into it is hilarious. <laughs> big dumb monkey, don't be mean about your kitty's paws. No, he just he, he looks like a little monkey trying to get into stuff. Mm-hmm. Vaughn, what did we determine that Frankie looks like when he's on the cat tree? One of those big-eyed lemur things? Oh. Tarsen? A Tarsus, yeah. Yeah. You know, they can't move their eyes. They have to move their head, like an owl. I... No, not an eye-eyed. The other one. The one with the big eyes. It's the Tarsus. The giant yeah. eyes that can see in the dark. Yeah. That's what Frankie looks like when he wraps his paws around the uh No lie, I was I was legit looking that animal up this week, just like uh for so I was like, are there any mammals that are like owls and can't move their eyes? And it's like, yes, it's this thing. I'm like, oh I've seen those. They do have big eyes. <laughs> Did you look up the video with it doing the THX sound? <laughs> no, but I can imagine what it would look like. <laughs> Yeah, just that, its people dilating. Yeah, it's funny and creepy at the same time. <laughs> um, hey, I, I beat a bunch of stuff. You beat you a bunch of games. Talking. So you I finished Baldur's. Yeah, I finished Baldur's Gate three. Good job. Did you um, have sex with everyone? No, I you had failed. Go, Start over. I had to go back to an old save file to figure that out. Oh, but um, you did figure it out? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, apparently the difference between astral plane sex and the friend zone is saying I love you versus k- kissing Gale on the lips. 
Oh, because in that sake. scene, I just said I love you, and I thought that would be good enough. But no, apparently, I had to kiss him in that scene. You got to go for it. Yeah. Um. So I went and did that. What else did I do? I mean, I I pretty much was just kind of hit a point where it's like, okay, I'm kind of ready to be done with this, and did did the last fight. And that last little stretch of fights is pretty difficult to the, to the point where they give you uh, or depending on who you've recruited throughout the course of the game is who you can summon during that those last couple of fights. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really recruited a whole bunch of people, so I I had to really do those fights carefully. Um, I'm going to have and, so and it, many people I can recruit. It's going to be hard yeah. to decide. Yeah. Um, my recommendation is that if you... For, for if you have like groups of people that you recruited, those are AI controlled when you summon them. Mm-hmm. Uh, save those for the very last fight because they can take care of a lot of the the, mm-hmm. the garbage. Yeah, yeah, for you. Cool. Um, that's pretty much all I can say without spoilers. But I I got a good ending. Um, I got a, I also saved like right at the final decision spot. So that I could see all of the different endings, because mm-hmm. um, they they flat out ask you what you want to do. Do you want to be bad or good? And oh, yeah. so it's one of those where you get to the end of the game and you, you press just a get button. to choose the ending you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty Doesn't much. What you did, well, it's what you, what you want to do with the MacGuffin. So yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see. I finished that. I played through and finished Valkyrie Elysium. Um, not going to go too much into that. It was it was okay. I'm glad I only paid half price for it. Um, I did everything in it, and it was still about a 25 hour game. Um, I called it kind of a muso light because of the combat. It's very action oriented and very fun. But so this is the, the new Valkyrie profile game. Yeah, it's, but it's not uh, very good. It's not nearly as good as the other games, but if you can pick it up for twenty bucks, which I think Amazon has had it for, um, it's it's a good time. If if you're looking for a fun action RPG, just don't expect a lot of uh, story. Does it explain the? St- oh, I was just about Ooh. to ask. Does it explain all the Valkyrie profile story well? Well, hell no. Okay. <laughs> that 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 sounds like a cutting uh, a cutting critique because wasn't. What everyone loved was the story in Valkyrie. Yeah. It was poorly told, though. Yeah. So, yeah, like, no. they loved it because, like, I don't know what happened. I think it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Someone explain it to me. Because I, I got through the initial game in about 10 hours and got kind Is of this a, a souls like ending. No. Okay. It's action. All right. It's just press like X I, a lot. Yeah. It's very, very light, Muso. Okay. That's the best way I can describe it because, um, I mean, there's lots of enemies, but not like hundreds like a Muso game. Well, Got like it. Tens. Mm-hmm. So, so it's just a normal action game. Yeah, yeah, but but I had fun with my time with it. I'm just glad that I didn't pay the full what seventy dollar asking price. I waited till it went on sale. I um, forgot I think this I game existed, Kelly. Yeah. Um. So I had a lot of fun with that. Mm-hmm. I played. What what did I put Costume Quest three? There's only two Costume Quests. Well, you finished I, it though, whatever it is. Yeah, I finished Costume Quest two. That's a backtrack game. We will discuss that on backtrack. 
um, if you remember, I was playing Eastward, which is that kind of high concept pixel art game that I think now is going to have DLC in a new story later. But that that was okay. The combat was really jank in that game, but the story was really good. Um, I was just kind of quick firing these and and co- costume quest two. I played through on the entirety of Labor Day. So that's a game that you can beat in a day if you speed run it. So now I am playing Sea of Stars. Hey, the Chrono Trigger like. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, that that's been very fun so far. So do do you remember how in Chrono Trigger you kind of how, how do I put this? You kind of thought that Magus was the main bad guy the whole time, and then. And then you found out you're wrong. Yeah, Sea of Stars is kind of like that. Oh, that's a spoiler. Yeah, but um, I mean, you kind of see it coming oh. a mile away. Because I, I know I did. I was like, yeah, this is happening way too early in the game for it to have any sort of <laughs> finality it. to it. So you're, you're playing as two kids that are uh, twins that were born on the solstice. Oh, boy. Um, that are solstice warriors and they have solstice warriors that's my band in college (laughs) um and that what they go into training um, at a very young age and that they're trained to take out these uh demons called fiends and you're sent on a mission to go take out a fiend demon calls fiends was our first album sorry this just keeps working kelly (laughs) Um, and and what I like about this game is that, you know, a lot of 2D RPGs back back in the day felt very flat. And, and this particular one, you can, um, you have, it has it so that you're like climbing cliffs and stuff. So there's a lot of verticality to the different areas. So you're, you're climbing cliffs and kind of going around rooms and, trying to figure out the spots that you can climb and there's area puzzles like you get a um ability to to push blocks later on and then you also get a hook shot to grapple across things and it makes the exploration of the different areas just seem like so more so have so much more depth than your standard 2d rpg and i i don't know about you guys but i kind of appreciate that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I like 2D RPGs, but there's times when they just seem kind of flat. And there's also, the, the combat is very Chrono Trigger, but it's also very Mario RPG. And, and that you've got timed hits. But they tell you, don't worry about trying to land the timed hit every time. It's just a bonus. Uh, Mario RPG. Is, it would be good to see like a re-release of something like Thousand Year Door, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. (laughs) Two hours from now. (laughs) The game also has accessibility features to where you can turn on a thing to automatically uh, do the timed hits. You just don't do as much damage. Yeah. So if you're like Anna, who hates that kind of stuff, um, you can just circumvent it altogether. And I I appreciate that because I get really stressed out about stuff with timed hits. So I I turned that on immediately. And there's a couple of other accessibility options, like being able to uh, heal to full health after each fight. 
um, which which I appreciate. And yeah, I, I'm glad that the game kind of has has that stuff in there so that you can just kind of play through the combat and still enjoy the story. And the combat is really, it's kind of challenging too, because you have to um, hit certain weaknesses in order to stop the big attacks. And there are some of them that it's kind of impossible to hit on all the weaknesses, but the more you do, the more um, the damage will be reduced, if that makes any sense. Sure does. Yeah. Um, so I, I am enjoying my time with it. I haven't been able to put it down. Uh, you said this that it game, was on Game Pass? This, yeah, it's yeah. on Game Pass. Yep. This, yeah, um, this year is a good gaming year. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what do I do? I pull out a game from last year that I don't know if uh, is going to be good or not. I booted up Star Ocean to the Divine Force. Well, it's Star Ocean, so probably not, right? Well, I don't know, because I'm having a lot of fun with the combat and the ex- exploration, because you get a jetpack, oh, right. and with the jetpack, you can just kind of zoom around the, all the environments, and it's really fun. Get a jetpack in Starfield, too, right? I guess so. I don't know. I, I, I don't have Game that. Pass. <laughs> you need Game Pass, Kelly. Get Game Pass I... on your PS4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll I'll hack the PS4 to uh-huh. do Game Pass. There you go. Um, but I mean, I mean, I'm playing that Star Ocean game. I'm only like a couple of hours into it. I have no idea what's going on with the story. And that's Star Ocean. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but the, the combat. So you haven't is... even gotten to the old the the old graybeard guy who's buff and like thirty. Nope, not yet. <laughs> I just love that, you know, like they, they they make the 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 old guy with a gray beard, and he's like, I'm they fair. they talk about how old he is in he's the game. So he's old, like thirty. <laughs> <laughs> they know their audience. Yep. That um, there's also an interesting little triple triad esque mini game, but with little action figures, and all of the action figures are characters from other Star Ocean games but I can only remember any character from the first two. And if you don't remember the, I, the, the the second one, you'll be able to play it again later this year, next year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I the first two are the only two games in the series that I found to be good because I hated three and four and I never got around to playing five. I have five. It's in my pile. I just hadn't had time to play it. And if this if this one is really good, I might not get around to playing five because it's hard to go back to older games. Hmm. Um, so well, this isn't we'll, that much older. Five was what PS4 game. Yeah, yeah. So it's thirty we'll years see. old. We've learned what old <laughs> means. Thirty. <laughs> we'll see how much I stick to Star Ocean Six. Because, like I said, it, it's fun, but the, I, the story's just kind of crazy, and I don't know what's going on. Other than uh, Space Captain crashes on underdeveloped planet and is surprised to use sword. <laughs> it's Star Ocean, so of course there's no yeah. actual Star Ocean. Isn't that every... No. <laughs> Almost every game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt like five was a little. I bit guess more two. I, how does two work? Does there? Does he crash on a planet or not? 
been a long time. I thought so. I don't remember. Four, there were different planets, but mm, it was still a lot of backwards medieval fantasy on the planets. So uh, t- tell me about Starfield, Josh, the, the much better sci-fi RPG from what I'm hearing. It, 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 is it? Um, <laughs> I guess so. Definitely better than Star Ocean, but uh, it it is a Bethesda game for, for better and worse, very, very assuredly. I mean, it is one where you start out as a miner. They send you down into the mine. You mine out the magic MacGuffin. And you have like visions and then it's like, oh, hey, you're on this quest to find all the other magic MacGuffins all around the galaxy. <laughs> it, it, there is no no setup. It's like five minutes. You found the magic MacGuffin. Is this and now it's is done. this is this Mass Effect? <laughs> no, because is ma- it because Mass Effect is good. No, um, exactly. <laughs> so is, I keep I just- keep I can't tell the Internet makes it sound like. Criticism Starfield is both justified or unjustified, depending on what channel I'm on at the time when I'm watching something about Starfield. Like, is this is it good? Is it bad? Like, what what are we dealing with here, Josh? I mean, I, I think that that's the are issue. People is that tired, it is? Are people just learning that the Bethesda style of game sucks and they just haven't come to the realization of it yet? Is that well, what? the Bethesda style game is for a certain kind of person, you know, like the the kind of person that wants the giant worlds to explore and to go. Well, who and doesn't do want all... that? That sounds great. Yeah. But I, I think that the, the central narrative has never been one of Bethesda's stronger no. suits. Like they, they usually in, in have fact, some interesting side stories and characters from the, the 15 and 12 is... hour videos criticizing Bethesda games. So I'm, I'm completely biased against Bethesda games right now because of the content I've been consuming. So mm-hmm. I'm going to, anything I'm going to say is going to be critical. And I recognize that. So don't trust my thing to be impartial, but like they've consistently gotten worse in their quest writing, their design, their justifications, how they force the player into making certain decisions, like, and then the, the quality of the story and the resolutions. Um, I expect Starfield to not make this any better. <laughs> I, I mean, like I'm only like, eight hours in so i'm right, still so it's very too early much in the beginning yeah. yeah it's too early to say for sure i, I like i i kind of like some of the characters that y- you get you end up joining this group of people who are studying the magic MacGuffins sure uh constellation and that's you have you to getting in. which is oh, the yeah. weird part like in this open world game they, they go from like games where you can choose to do anything side with any faction be your own faction to no you're gonna join this faction sorry I guess that doesn't matter. Like, if your goal is to just run around and shoot people in an open world game setting, like, then maybe the stuff doesn't matter. But like, as a role playing game, like, it's less role playing and more action now. But, yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, the RPG aspects have always been, as Bethesda has gone long, has been dialed more and more back. Oh my god! I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, Fallout Four was like that a lot, and this one's like that, where basically you just when you level up, you get like one perk. That you get to pick, and that's basically your only character right. building. So I have you, two you, questions you, for you. Yeah. Are you the chosen one? It certainly seems like it. Yeah, okay. So it's a Bethesda game where you're the chosen one. Got it. All right. That's normal. Not not necessarily bad. Are you um are you gradually coming to master the force as you go on through the game? No not that I'm aware of. Okay. But you're getting magic powers, I thought. Well, you're getting perks, like a like so, a fallout game. Alright, so the force. Got it. Cool. 
Well, well, the whole thing is you're figuring out the magic MacGuffins. Apparently, we and they give uh, you powers. They, they interact with one another, and we assume something happens when you collect them all. Yeah, you get to stop playing, and then you <laughs> then you really win the game. <laughs> That's no, the thing. Know. No, it doesn't end because then you can oh, just right. keep playing, right? Um. Well, so is it, is it there are spoilers the on that. There are that, spoilers. That, that, yeah, that, that the game doesn't really start until you finish the game. You know, like you uh, can't really tell if it's good until you play the I first can't, eighty hours. I, sure. There's spoilers in this territory of discussion, so I don't want to go down there. And I have. Let, let's just say there's there's reasons to play again. Yeah. The I mean the the most frustrating things for me about the game is just like some of the UI stuff is just a pain in the butt. Like trying to even the maps once you actually get on a planet are I, I found them to be utterly useless. <laughs> the the maps of the planet itself. So I'm on a planet and I'm like okay I'm over encumbered. And the over-encumbrance, like, I mean, absolutely, uh, like, really gets you in this game because if you're over-encumbered, if you're carrying too much um, too much stuff, it not only, um, like, not only do you go slow, but, I mean, like, typically, like, you can't run or do some of the, uh, you know, like, dodge or things like that usually when you're over-encumbered. This one, like, even if you just push all the way down on the stick just to do like quick walking, not the dash. Like it starts taking away. You have an oxygen meter all the time. Yeah. And once you deplete your oxygen meter, you start building up CO2 and that actually starts uh, killing you. <laughs> okay. So once you become over encumbered, even just regular movement starts pulling down your oxygen oh, meter gosh. and then you uh, start, start, you know, losing health. Does anyone so really like encumbrance systems in games? Do they ever bring value? No, I don't. <laughs> I would rather play it's, it's a loot Tetris than... I don't oh. want. All right. So, so you know, like, I'm over-encumbered, and I'm like, okay, I just want to find some place to sell all this crap I've collected. You know, I've picked up a bunch of loot from people Can't I've Can't you killed. sell it Let to your find... dog or have, have your dog robots take it back to camp or something? There's probably some way there. The, you can use. I don't your, know. Uh, I'm just making that up. Uh, no, I mean you can. You you know, like like uh, like the uh, Fallout games. Like you've got your partner that one partner that's always with you, mm-hmm. and you can use them to kind of help with the. Uh, and if you're completely antisocial, they give you a robot that doesn't care what you do. Correct. <laughs> that's the that's the like the basically the first one you get is the robot uh-huh. that doesn't care. Yeah, of course. It's a Bethesda game. Yeah, it's a Bethesda right. game. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We got all the Bethesda stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so you know, like, I'm just trying to find, like, okay, I just want a shop where I can sell all this crap. And, like, the map just has nothing. It just has, like, a handful of points that you've been to. It's blank. And I'm like, how do I get from one point to another? Like, I, I don't know. It's like, okay, it's somewhere south of here, but there's no drawings of, like, the different sh- – if you're in a city, there's no, like, street map. There's nothing where you can figure out, like, how do I get from where I am to where I need to go? <laughs> it was so frustrating just even trying to figure that out. I mean, I've just al- – I've already gone back to the – to just like looking online, finding finding <laughs> guides, finding maps. To, uh, isn't to it randomly generated? Out. How would a map work? Is it randomly? Are I don't know. Is I it mean, not? Are, are you telling me it's not are, generated? 
Well, certainly the major cities seem to be like design specifically designed. Okay, like so that's the, what I'm talking. You can't. About. Like, you're lost in the cities. Yes. Ugh. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Like, there's no map of the city where you can figure out. Okay, where is it I need to go just to, just to get to a shop? Great. <laughs> It is just, it's very strange. Like, they've tried to Bethesda, do so everybody. much. You know, like, they're, they're also, they have, you know, like, the normal open world stuff, which is going to be on multiple different worlds. And then in between, they have, like, their X-Wing section of the game where you're controlling your ship and you can, like, fight enemies as well. And, I mean, there's a lo- quite a bit of... I mean, it very much feels like X-Wing. I mean, you even have to manage the different systems and put put energy into your shields or to your engines, and it all determines, like, what is your maximum speed or how strong are your shields are. I, I Like, that part, it's neat that they tried to do that. I guess I'm playing on Xbox, so I'm playing with a controller, and it just feels... Uh, coming, you know, like, playing so many of those games when I was a kid on PC... You know, with a flight stick, it just feels like crap playing that on a controller. And I mean, that's a me problem. <laughs> uh huh. I I just can't go back to playing on playing that kind of a that kind of combat on a controller and have it feel okay when I'm just used to a flight stick. I just I'm when I'm trying to do this combat and I'm like this this it's just not responsive. Where, where's my flight stick? I want my flight stick. <laughs> Your hotas. Totally. <laughs> Did we not all have those as kids? <laughs> Isn't that an experience I, of being a, a PC gamer in the you know in the nineties? I had the Microsoft Sidewinder. Thank there you. There you go. Ooh. Did you have the regular Sidewinder or the one with the motor in it that would like you know push back for Just feedback? the regular. Ah, oh, the regular, okay. I, I really wanted that one with the motor in it to push the thing around. Yeah, that would have been fun, but unfortunately, no. I think we picked up the Sidewinder pack that had the controller and the flight stick for like 75 bucks at Sam's Club. Yeah. Way back in the day, and that was considered a deal. <laughs> that was a deal back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't afford the one with the uh, the force feedback motor in it because it was like a couple hundred bucks, I think. Yeah. That's when you were dedicated to your PC gaming. Uh, all, all I used mine for was Duke Nukem. <laughs> I, I've also had a couple of different times when I've been playing on planets. I was I was on this mission last night where it was it was actually out on the planet, and this sandstorm kind of blew in, and I'm trying to fight my way through this enemy base, and I just cannot see. You know, you can't see squat. <laughs> it was just an awful, awful experience. And I think the the weather is just random, or it certainly seemed to be. And it was just a, a, a dismal affair trying to fight my way through this base without any being able to see more than like two feet in front of me. That sounds great. <laughs> Am I selling you on playing it, Chris? I was so excited. I was hoping you were, I, you had played it too. So I'm so talk. sorry that I didn't get to it. Like, yeah, I don't want to start it until I'm done with Baldur's Gate three, and I didn't touch Baldur's Gate three much at all over the past couple of weeks, which is on me. Yeah, but, you've been busy. Yeah, I've been on a trip, and then I didn't feel good, and all I did was play Path of Exile. 
Um, but before I talk about that, I want to talk about Starfield. Like, um, before it really came real, like, like Starfield is out this week, that I was like, I that's when I realized, oh my god, this this year and games, it doesn't stop. No. And like earlier yeah. this year, I was like, after 16, I'm basically done. That's the only game I care about. And then Baldur's Gate 3 dropped and it was good. And then Starfield was coming and I was interested because of all the Bethesda stuff I've been watching. Like, is it good? Is it bad? I gotta know. Um, and then, it, and now Sea of Stars is apparently amazing. Lies of P sounds like that's really good. That's mm-hmm. almost out. Oh, it's happening it's again. <laughs> I just... I just I had made a decision earlier after Diablo Four, like I'm just gonna switch to Path of Exile and play that for the rest of the year and not care about anything else. And then all these other games are coming out and it's like I don't have time. I I'm I'm torn on Starfield. Like I, I still think that the other characters that they've been introducing are interesting and the the voice acting is very well done. Oh, so I'm like good. I'm still compelled to play to see that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like a typical Bethesda game, like the side. The characters and the side content is interesting. but And yeah, I had tons of fun is... with Skyrim by putting yeah. in a lot of mods and just enjoying how it looked and playing with the game engine more than the game I, I itself. I wonder if playing it on PC would be a more satisfying experience than playing it on console. I'm wondering that too. Um, I The idea of playing a Bethesda game on, on a console seems bad to me, especially after watching all the Digital Foundry videos and everything else. It's like... Uh, this thing needs as much GPU as you can give it. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so I'll definitely play it on PC. Um, uh-huh. But, but we're mean, still it, early it, on in the mod discover in the mod situation. So like, it's not going to be the same as like playing around with Skyrim at this point. But like, yeah. Oh, so many things to do. It's it's definitely one of those games. Like, well, I mean, that's pretty true of most Bethesda games that yeah. improve with age as the uh, community itself improves what bethesda created it's like oh this is this thing stinks don't worry the modders will fix it it's like it's so lazy it completely on their change part. It. it's just so lazy it's like it has i mean you know like i've had absolutely no real bugs of note with it well I, but i mean uh, even i've on, heard even, i've heard of plenty of bugs with the game but yeah right. yeah, yeah. I, I, I know there are some i haven't experienced but, any yet. i think the the common one is people like to fall on the floor <laughs> it's like that one star trek episode where the lady's halfway in the floor yeah like that that's starfield for you (laughs) Uh, i was watching a spiffing brit video yesterday um uh where he's you know he likes to break the games and yeah it basically there's a clipping thing you can do to get out of bounds and then if you go under the floors you can find the treasure chest that all the shopkeeper inventory is in so you can take everything from the shopkeeper without getting in trouble without and, stealing yeah, yeah. awesome because <laughs> there's there is no way i don't i don't even think you can steal in this game can you like, yeah yeah you can steal oh okay literally one of the first things i saw on reddit was somebody putting a bucket on a shopkeeper's head i said <sighs> yep it's a bethesda game it still works <laughs> um, yeah I, I had but like if you steal from the, the shopkeeper you don't get access to their cash Whereas if you uh, clip and get to the treasure chest, you can take all their money, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you have 72,000 credits? Yoink. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, I, you can still steal because I had to do it for, like, one of the story missions. Mm-hmm. And I'm very confused because, like, I had to sneak in 
while my companion was like distracting someone. And yep. so I snuck into this back room and I'm like, okay, I need to steal this map. And I steal, I stole it. And as soon as I did, the police showed up and were like, ah, you stole that and took me off to jail. But then somehow the story mission was like, okay, well, we, we saw the map. Now we know where we need to go. And I'm like, <laughs> the police? Bethesda! <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, okay. It was very confusing, but, it, but I got to keep harassing, so we'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> cool. Uh, have you filled up your ship with bodies yet? <laughs> what? Is that the new <laughs> cheese wheel? <laughs> yeah. Let the bodies fill the hold. <laughs> it's it's weird because like the way they've set this up so that you can just like fast travel from pretty much anywhere to anywhere. Like even you're on one planet. Okay, I need to go to a completely different planet. You can go and fly, but why would you? Because you if you're so long as you're willing to kind of like fumble through the map menus, you can just like instantly transport to completely different planets so like there's not even necessarily a reason to spend a lot of time on your ship you know they've Mm. set it up such that like a big part of the game is you know getting new ships and building the ships and crafting them but like you can completely ignore it you don't have to use it wait so what what the game is about building ships but you don't have to or the game okay so it's just kind of gummy ships and Kingdom Hearts. It doesn't even because you can fast travel. Oh my god! Yeah. If you could just fast travel, then why would you in there? Josh, I'm not happy with this. You're not happy with this. Yeah. See, you need to play it just to know. I do. You've I, got to experience. It. I I agree. I just I saw like Quinn sixty nine on Twitch like played through the entire game and er, while it was still that first week of early access and then refunded it. And since that counts as early access, you're allowed to refund. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you, you beat the game. <laughs> the real game. The game of capitalism. Oh, Starfield. All right. I want to know from listeners, like, tell us what you think. Is it like amazing? Is it middling? Is it, you know, it's Starfield. It's fun. Still, it's it's like Scarf Skyrim, but spacey. You know, is that our question of the week? Tell I us think about so. Starfield. I need, I okay. need, I need to know. I th- I think it's more you know Fallout, but spacey. Okay, <laughs> because it, Fallout is less, sci-fi. Like okay, and, and with less you know like, less personality than Fallout, because Fallout's got that you know kind of like I mean that's the other thing it kind of lacks. You know, it doesn't have kind of that tongue-in-cheek personality that Fallout has about everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's much more straight, and I'm just not sure that the the central story kind of being bland. You know, you don't care about the central story being bland in Fallout because like the overall world is kind of fun and crazy, and I just you know this just kind of feels you know straight. I am curious if at the end of the day, Josh, if you're going to prefer this one or Outer Worlds. That, yeah, there's going to be some interesting comparisons between those two. Like Outer Worlds, like Fallout. It's not an open world game, though. No, but I mean. Though I guess neither is Starfield, really. (laughs) Starfield is not really an open world game either. (laughs) 
because <clears throat> there are certain planets where you're just going through a city and it is just well every like, planet if, is just a little box on the planet you can't choose where right. to li- yeah this is not this, even you know this makes like me want to go play no man's stuff. sky that's what this does <laughs> Yeah, I think when I, when this game was initially announced, I was hoping it was something like the original Mass Effect, which yeah. has that open no. world character. It's only done better. Is it and open world, though? Is what open world? The original Mass Effect? No. Well, I mean, well, I mean, you no. can land on any planet and drive all over the planet. It's, yeah, still, yeah, it's still a bounded box the, that you can drive in on the planet. Well, true. I mean, everything's going to be. I mean, the, the, the Earth no is Man's a Sky isn't. bounded box. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, it's not the whole planet on Mass Effect. There are yeah. walls you run into. Yeah. It is a pre-designed area. And you can't land on most planets, and uh, at least Mass Effect 1, most planets, you're just going there and sending probes down to collect resources, right? Well, so, in, in fairness, I mean, most planets in the universe you wouldn't couldn't land on because they're gas giants. Yeah, well, not in No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Look. I, I base my space game on if you can land on or probe Uranus. Mm. And you most certainly can in this one. So there you go. Delightful. Awesome. One of the Are you able to land on do. Europa or is Europa outside of man's reach? Sorry, I didn't try. I, I didn't go. You, like one of the very first uh, story missions is you like, go to. Are they going to go for the 2001 solve. stuff? Or no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's it for Starfield for now. So we'll just Well, you need one. to play it and then we can talk about it more next week. <sighs> I'm I'm only one big story game at a time, so I need to finish <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3 first. But yeah. You're going to be good. I'll get there. I'm going to be really curious how uh you get through that last gauntlet of fights. <sighs> Because I, I had to reboot and save scum those multiple times. Kelly, I reboot and save scum every fight. <laughs> I figured you did. That's my secret. <laughs> Kelly, That's can your... I ask how long was how long was your playthrough of Baldur Gate Baldur's Gate three? Oh uh, like roughly like eight sixty eight hours, eighty hours? Let me see. Let's Longer? I've got my Steam library right in front of me. Let's boot oh. this. Of course, I uninstalled it on my PC because I wasn't playing it there, and now it's hidden. <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3. Boop. Um, Playtime, 92.5 hours. Okay. And I, I mean, I did a lot of exploring. That I also uh, replayed a little bit of an old save to um, figure some stuff out, so... And and I didn't even do everything in the game either. I still want to go back and kind of d- do stuff better where I mess some decisions up mm-hmm. um, without getting too spoilery. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were several factions that I could have saved that I just couldn't find them or figure out what I was supposed to do because I was trying to do most of it without a guide. And I, I don't know, Chris, do you feel like that's a game that you need really need a guide for? Or do you just... Baldur's Gate? Play? Um, I know that I've consulted a guy a few times because I'm like, I just want to finish this one thing and I can't find the thing it wants me to click on. But in general, I would recommend against a guide because despite your anxieties, 
the game is accounting for most everything and every choice you can make. And there's ways to get what you want done, no matter what kind of what happens to you. So like, mm-hmm. let the story happen is my recommendation with Baldur's Gate. Okay. Yeah, that that's just, that's something that I struggle with in gaming is like, what am I missing out on if I don't do this right? Well, if you, for, for in the short term, I, I do prefer like save and loading just to see how different conversations can go if you're curious. But in general, what I found is after you get through those conversations, it kind of doesn't matter for the main through line with some mm-hmm. exceptions. Like if you completely block something off or kill someone or someone dies or something like that. So like definitely you have to reload for that stuff. But yeah, in general, it's not too punishing and you can still get where you need to go. So anyway, I, I don't know. Does that make sense? I, what are you worried yeah. about? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things that cuts both ways about like having the choose your own ending sort of thing. It, it does mean that it you're freer to just like play out the regular game as you want, but it it cuts back on the, the, the magnitude of all the decisions you're making as you go along. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe when my gaming play cools off a little bit, I might boot up another save, uh, another character and try another go at it just because I am curious what I missed out on. Um, cause, cause I did, there were several major storylines that I kind of opted not to do mainly because I was worried about pissing certain people in my party off. So, so yeah. Um, are we, are we ready for feedback? Uh, I sure. need to explain myself. Yeah. I, what um, do you mean? yes. Why I didn't finish Baldur's Gate three and what I've been doing in Path of Exile. Oh, okay. I would like to say Baldur's Gate 3, in my opinion, while running pretty good on the Steam Deck, um, it's not the way I want to experience like the major story points and endgame cutscenes. And oh my god, the load times versus PC are much lo- longer, at least versus my PC. Um, oh. I know this is all better on your Steam Deck than on your PC, Kelly, and I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. but I, I'm sitting here basically complaining about my privilege, basically, so... Um, because of that, I chose while I was out and about in, in Seattle to focus on a game that ran better on the Steam Deck, which is Path of Exile. And it runs better on my Steam Deck than it does on my Mac that I carry with me. Um, <laughs> which is probably not that surprising, but um, it is it is the case. And so I've, I've focused on Path of Exile and got real deep into that. Um, I was... The first character I made this league was like a little uh, ice skating dancing dude who spun around and made ice blizzards fall down everywhere around the screen. And that got to the point where I'm like, I'm dying a lot. I want to try something different. Now I'm an invincible dude with a fire aura around him. It's called RF, Righteous Fire. Um, So I've been playing that. I am now level 89 and I'm getting into the end game. And this is going to be the first Path of Exile character I do all the things in in a season. And I'm excited about that. And I know hardcore Path of Exile people are already on their second or third character doing all the things. Um, but, you know, I, I don't get to play 16 hours a day. And so um, I'm I'm not. But I'm enjoying getting, like, really powerful in this game. And uh, it's better than Diablo 4. <sighs> there I said it. Um, <laughs> but maybe Diablo 4 will get better. Diablo 4's uh, second season got announced. I'm not interested in it at all. It's just like, no, I have a better game to play right now. 
Oh, oh, I played Path of Exile 2 at PAX. How was that? Um, It's like Path of Exile, but like a little different because it's the second one. So it looks nicer. And I got to play a druid, turn into a bear and slaughtering things. I'm like, this druid's better than the Diablo 4 druid. And that makes me sad. (laughs) (laughs) It's a slower game, kind of like both Diablo 4 and uh, Path of Exile 2 are slower than their previous incarnations. So there is that. But like, even with Path of Exile 2 being slower, I'm like, there's just more loot. And it just felt like this feels better. And Part of that is like just looking for faults in Diablo 4 at this point, but like um I'm excited about Path of Exile 2. I think it's gonna be good. Um obviously it's 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 a year away more or less, so we'll see. But uh yeah, that's that's cool. Um Yeah. I did like that new class, and uh I don't know what else more to say about it other than like it's still Path of Exile. You're kill- still running around a map killing monsters, so you know. That's the thing. It's fun or it isn't for you. And then you get into end game crafting and improving your builds and all that stuff. Um, Path of Exile 1 is definitely a spreadsheet game. Kind of like, you know, Eve. Only instead of managing your economy, you're managing your character stats. So um, either love that or you don't. All right. That's all I had to say. We should get on to feedback. Feedback. Our last question of the week. What is your favorite voice acted RPG character? From Shaman, I love the performance of Billy Kemets as Ferdinand von Ag- Agier in Fire Emblem Three Houses, but I'm not sure if it's a case of don't know what you got till it's gone because it was uh, three roles I was exposed to after his death from cancer last year. Oh, um, the the Three Hopes Ferdinand, um, a major spoiler in the second AI the Somnian Files, and the Counselor in Persona Five Royal that clinched him as a favorite. So I guess my favorite living one is Ian Sinclair. He doesn't do a lot of game work, but he did do Fire Emblem Villains, uh, Burkut and Shadows of Valentia, and Heroes, Bunat and Engage, and Equal Quality, as well as Toval and Trails of Cold Steel. Okay. <clears throat> I think I only know Billy Kemets from one of the characters in uh, Demon School. Demon School, I, I, I'm blanking on the name now. Vaughn will correct me in the chat. Demon School Irima, I think. Yeah, Demon School Irima Kuhn. He played, um, I think, as Asriel, I want to say. Okay. Yeah, welcome to Demon School Irima Kuhn. It's, it's Asmodeus. Um, sorry, that's one of me and Vaughn's favorite animes right now. Um, from Strawberry Eggs, I agree with Shaman on Ian St. Clair's excellent performance as Burkut and Burnett, but I didn't use him, so I didn't hear his voice much. Um, from Strawberry Eggs, if I had to pick one character, it would probably be Johnny Young Bosch as both Emil and Ratatosk in Tales of Symphonia Dawn of the New World. Not only does he do an excellent job sounding very different for both versions of Emil, but Emil's character development also comes across strongly in Bosch's acting. Emil is very timid and soft-spoken at the beginning of the game, but as Emil grows as a character, his voice reflects that, sounding more sure of himself and determined over time. Laura Bailey as Marta would be a very close second, but I can't help but put to do put the two together. Heh. Yeah, I, I love Johnny Young Bosch and anything that he voices. So Which I'm one's Johnny on Young Bosch? Like, what's a more popular role? 
try um that's the stampede from Trigon. Oh, the first one? And the second one. Oh, he did it in both? Oh, that's cool. Yep. Yeah, I was just my friends in Seattle have been watching that second one and we were discussing all that. Like sounds interesting the directions they went with that. Yeah, I want to check out the second one. It looks cool. Um, I've heard the second one follows the manga a little bit closer. It sounds like they both pick and choose <laughs> was the okay. impression I got. But I don't know. I haven't seen the second one, so whatever. <laughs> and then from Kroll, I'll throw in a Western RPG. Doug Cockle as Geralt of Riviera is excellent, equally grim, wry, mm. and as tender as the script requires. Mm-hmm. And I have to give a shout out to Carrie Elways in The Bard's Tale, the action RPG. Great casting, especially alongside jo- Tony J as the snarky narrator. Like, that's an actual actor, right? So, it's interesting. Yeah. By the way, on my trip to Seattle, I was watching Days of Thunder, and freaking Carrie Elwes shows up in that for, like, a scene. And it's like, oh, this is before you'd, like, done any movies, isn't it? All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so, uh, Carrie Elwes, I have not played that Bard's Tale game, because the game itself doesn't look interesting, and it's old at this point, but, like, the fact that it's got good writing and voice acting, maybe I should just watch a YouTube of it. Um, Vaughn watched a Let's Play, and he said that that's all you really need to do. All right, that's what I should do, then. An actual Va- actor and- says, Vaughn, like, that's not condescending. Um, I meant, like, an actor of film... Um, but you're right. The game actors are actual <laughs> actors. I apologize. That is disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, that's why voice actors bitch about getting yep. big Hollywood actors. Cause yep. it's not the same. I'm, well, most of them don't do a good job. So I'm glad to hear that Carrie did. <laughs> yeah. Well, C- Carrie's done animation before. Yeah. Not, well, a not lot of film good. actors have done animation. That doesn't mean they do well in games. No. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think this stemmed from the fact that we were both kind of cooing over Sid slash. Yep. L- yeah, Sid Lorath. Yeah, Lorath. Yep, Loras. Lorath. <laughs> British smoke a bunch just, of Marlboros. Just talk to me, Sid. <laughs> I just want to hear you talk to me. Didn't you say that he narrates the audio book yes. for Diablo 4 Yeah, too? which I should have yeah. listened to that on the plane, and I don't know why I didn't, but yeah. So, new question of the week. Uh, what do you think of Starfield? Love it? Hate it? Indifferent? I gotta um, know. I gotta know. know. Show. We need to know. Let us know on the show thread for this show. Uh, RPGamer.com. Just go to podcast, find the show's title, whatever crazy title we name it and click on it leave a comment you might you need to subscribe not subscribe uh, sign up for an account first and we will read your responses on the show um now marathon news section so much news goodness gracious um guys are gonna help me with this and we are bear in in mind i am sort of having a mini flu so my voice is probably gonna give out at some point i'm sorry in advance uh we've got new details about uh atelier i'm gonna butcher this atelier resoriana sure yeah i agree (laughs) for the block atelier riana that's what I'm going to call it. Um, they provided more details in media about the upcoming PC and mobile title, Atelier 
Rihanna, um, including from uh, new and familiar characters, as well as multiple gameplay elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is more of a visual post with some YouTube videos. So go go to the site to look at this. I can't summarize it all in one sentence. Uh, I didn't realize that this new Atelier was going to be PC and mobile only. Yep. So uh, we're assuming free to play. Yep. Uh, yeah, publisher pass. Panic has announced a game called Arco. It's a tactical action RPG set in a world inspired by magical realism. The game's planned to release next year. I believe Anna played it at PAX. I don't know if she'll get an impression up of that, but that's uh, that's the thing. It's It's got a really cute uh, art style to it. Mm-hmm. I, I was liking the music. It was very mariachi. <clears throat> um, uh, is, oh, you're going to do that one, Josh? Yeah, sure. Uh, Amazon has okay. is, is announced a ne- the first full expansion Yay. for the MMO New World. Um, it's going to be thirty bucks. It's coming out on PC on October third, twenty twenty three. Or you, can I don't be have time 69. for this. I want to play it, but I don't have time. This sucks. I was about did to ask. This? I do have New World. I did play it a little bit. I like it. I just haven't been able to get back into it and finish. I was about to ask if anybody was still playing New World. No. <laughs> oh. E- even Phil wasn't he really into it? Did they add? Are they adding cow people? I don't know what what is what what's in this. I don't know if they're adding cow people, but they are raising the level cap to sixty five. They're adding and mounts, including zone. horses, dire wolves, and lions. And okay, yeah, and that's all I got. Okay. Uh, um, him to the earless god has been announced and is currently undergoing a Kickstarter campaign. This is by the same creator as Jimmy and the Pulsating Bass. That's delightful. Uh, it's a two-man studio. I looked up that first game. It's very WTF Earthbound inspired. So this sounds like it's going even more grimdark. Uh, set to launch in early. No, I'm sorry. I got my confused there. Um, this is a turn-based insectoid RPG undergoing a Kickstarter right now. There's four four different stories you're going to play through. Um, what? How much are they looking for? They're looking for uh, one hundred twenty thousand dollars, and they're only at forty eight mm. right now. But and they have twelve days to go. The what gets you the game? Uh, Thirty dollars gets you a digital copy of the game. Um, the big reward is 160, and you get a special edition 10 that resembles the SNES box. Oh boy! It's, yeah, so they're not going with the crazy high design a boss tier in this. No cool. producer tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the game looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe, I, I'm yeah. gonna keep keep track of this one because it looks kind of like my kind of game. Very cool. grim dark. Hmm. Natsume has detailed its DLC plans for Harvest Moon, The Winds of Anthos. Four DLC packs were revealed, which will be available individually or as part of the game's season pass. Oh, uh, <laughs> there you go. There's <laughs> <laughs> next. <laughs> the, yeah, okay, yeah, we're keeping them short. Yeah. Uh, next up is Lost Eidolons is announced a new game. They're doing a spinoff, Lost Eidolons Veil of the Witch. 
this is going to be turn-based tactical RPG, but this one will have roguelite and streamline. They've streamlined the gameplay, although they haven't yet shown exactly what some of those streamlined things are going to be. They've certainly cut back on the classes. The uh, first game was originally, it was very Fire Emblem inspired and had like uh-huh. a, a fair amount of depth to the classes as you could go along very much like Fire Emblem where you can, you know, level up, upgrade your characters and change classes. Um, so it'll be interesting to see exactly what the, what they end up doing with that. It's going to be a Steam early access title in 2024 with full releases on PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch to follow. Was this game any good? I, I like- liked it. I, okay. I liked it. I kind of fell off and got distracted by other things. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know that the art style was incredibly interesting. It was a little, you know, kind of like gray. Everything was kind of gray and medieval. Mm-hmm. But the gameplay itself was like a perfectly good uh, Fire Emblem type uh-huh. game. More traditional Fire Emblem? Like less easy? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> it seems like it'd be a good yeah, thing. Yeah, that was... That was my one turn off about the game was the art style. The rest of it looked cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, at PAX, the Final Fantasy voice actors, uh, who are real actors, did a uh, a panel where they were all interviewed by one of the localization translator type guys um, slash members of one of the rock bands that does music. Uh, anyway, the, the there's a lot of weird things going on at Square Enix with the 16 and 14 teams but uh they did a voice actor panel it was good i'd recommend watching it if you were interested in in that at all um and they announced during it a little tiny thing at the end where uh yoshi p got on a video and said they're gonna be a pc version of final fantasy 16 everyone was surprised (gasps) pc wow and uh they're working on paid dlc now um, and they also announced a little update with some free costumes. So a free update with costumes that was uh, went live uh, during that day. So there you go. Did you see any of the news stories that were kind of saying that, that this game didn't meet sales expectations? No. I I don't see how. I thought it sold very well. Well, remember, Square Enix is crazy with their sales expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the news outlets were putting the blame on titles like Diofield Chronicle as the reason why Square was doing bad. Mm. It's like, no, I think it's the Avengers and the Babylon Falls a little bit. I think guys. it's the management, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, just a little aside there. <laughs> um, I, for, I forgot this was a thing. Uh, yep. Vampire the Mas- Masquerade Bloodlines 2 is now being developed by the Chinese Room. Uh, yeah, Paradox Interactive revealed that the Chinese Room is now leading work on this game. It's set to launch in fall 2024. I thought this game would just be dead after the studio abandoned yeah. working on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> development hell. I wonder if the game is going to be any good. Who cares? At this point, it's just worth following for the eventual documentary. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fulcrum Publishing and Dream 8 Games unveiled the new unveiled new arc line. Uh, the turn-based fantasy steampunk RPG is planned to launch on PC and consoles next year. Um, yeah. Turn-based steampunk. So... Looks like uh, um, 
kind of looks like uh, Bioshock Infinite, but is yeah. turn-based. Which is weird that they're calling that steampunk. It is. Steampunk-ish. I, yeah, it I is. I guess. Yeah. But there's a trailer to watch for that. There's it's also... not real steampunk. Real steampunk <laughs> was different. <laughs> Real steampunk is in the desert <laughs> and has top hats and goggles. That's right. Oh, goodness. I'm, I'm being And those silly. top hats and goggles are one thing. <laughs> <laughs> you never actually use the goggles. You just have them on the top They're hat. They're just on the yeah. top hat, yeah. They're there to protect the top hat. The top hat needs yes. protection. <laughs> of course it does. What else we got? We got Dragon Quest Monsters, the Dark Prince, where we got all kinds of details about the combat and the monster collection. We've got a huge article, a large article about that. So Is this the one that's that. like the Dragon Quest Five guy shows up or whatever, or is that a different one? Yeah. This is this one? Okay. Um Fellow Sorrow, who I okay. think was in Dragon Quest Five. Alright. Um there's also I I had kind of combined these two stories because there's also a demo out now for Dragon Quest Monsters. Okay. That's good. So mm-hmm. where yeah, where do so I get that wanted, demo? I believe on the Nintendo Switch store. Alright. Whew. We have a tactical RPG called Beaten Path that was announced from indie developer Peacebreaker Studio. Uh, it's PC, it follows an elderly mage and her student, and it's a tact TRPG, yet another one, just, we got a lot of those now, just, we're doing, we're doing the, the pendulum has swung back to, let's have lots of TRPGs, and maybe some of them will be good, so. Wow, hex, hex base, no less. Yep. Um. We, we've also got more details about Ease 10 Nordics, including the boss fights and time attack mode. Mm. Um, we've got pictures of some of the bosses on the site that you could go check out. Yep, looks like an Ease game. Yep. Yep. We have yet another tactical RPG oh boy. <laughs> that is announced. It's set in a grim, dark medieval world, and the game is focusing on moral choices as players wander the boundary mm. between hero and monster. It's in development for PC, and it's planned to release on Steam next year. I, th- I thought that looked kind of cool. <laughs> I, I was really into the music. Yeah, the, in the I, I think you just like the music. <laughs> I bet that this music it, it isn't lo- in the game. <laughs> it, no, it looked it up. It, yeah, it looked it up it was like i have that's a russian death metal band i have no idea how to pronounce that or say that and you subscribed to them on spotify didn't you no youtube music we oh, talked okay. about this all right all right, right 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 fine <laughs> um we got more details about like of dragon specifically the side content mm-hmm. you know the act the thing that you actually spend doing in other games <laughs> <laughs> And what are we doing? We've got darts and little mini racers again, because, you know, Um, we can't come up with anything new. (laughs) The You'll be able to to visit the arcade, which means Uh I'll be getting all of the UFO catcher dolls, Mm -hmm. spend time with hostesses, and drive RC cars. So it says RC cars. Is this different from the slot cars? It looks like Uh, the slot cars to me. Yeah, Yeah. it looks like slot cars. 
Um, they, what it I like hear, they've or... expanded the Coliseum quite a bit. Like it's got, you know, like uh, group matchups and looks like they put a lot of time into that this time. And there's supposed to oh. be a uh, a Like a Dragon uh, direct next week that's going to be about this and uh, Infinite Wealth. I think that's okay. Monday. Gotcha. Oh, well, the the, <laughs> the screenshots have a karaoke song with uh, Mishi. Are these hostesses real videos of real people? I think they are this time, yeah. Because it's like it goes from in-game to... This is weird. Yeah. They've done that before, although not in the actual hostess club. They had the, whatever, the internet thing in The porn one, yeah. Yeah, right, Mm -hmm. Kelly? Or did you You probably didn't... Did you not do that? No, I've seen that. I don't think so. It's weird. One of the screenshots has the orange guy with the Santa hat on singing <laughs> Silent Night. Oh, and you're able I, I to dress up Kiryu in this one. That's new. Joryu. Joryu. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. He's he erased his name. No one will know who he is. <laughs> yeah, no one will know it's Kiryu. <laughs> Uh, we've got uh, Square Enix telling us that there's uh, more info in Infinity Strash, Dragon Quest, The Adventures of Die. <sighs> Such a bad name. Learn about the Temple of Recollection and Challenge modes before the game's upcoming release. I believe we have an impression from some of this stuff at, from PAX, so yeah. Matt said that he also planned on interviewing somebody from Die, and I yeah, the he interviewed the Infinity Strash producer. Um, oh wait, no, that was something else. Never, never mind, never mind. Did uh, he ask him why it was Infinity Strash? Oh wait, yes, it was the inter- Infinity. Because they Strash want producer. people to I'm call sorry. it Infinity Trash. I don't know. Like nobody thought this through. Infinity <laughs> Strash. Like, what? He said he's probably going to take the bullet for this game. Uh, also, uh, Ryan really liked it at PAX. Yeah. So maybe it'll be good. Also, when did we have Kevin Smith start working for us? I don't know. That's who did this article. Yeah, well. <laughs> I just thought it was the Kevin Smith. No, nah, it's not Silent Bob. <laughs> Darn. Darn. Sorry. Um. You've got the Sandbox RPG Duskgrave announced for the PC. Um, this is a Sandbox RPG offering uh, plenty of player freedom. Uh, you're customizing your own band of adventures and guiding their actions. It is set to release on Steam in 2024. Uh, Cassette Beast is getting its first expansion. Uh, the DLC Ooh. will be arriving October 4th on PC, Xbox, and switch and it's priced at 699 it's sending players to spooky brightside pier to discover an all new storyline with 12 new monsters being added to the roster to bring it up to 141 in the game and there'll be additional customization options oh. to discover as players explore carnival themed attractions seems like a pretty decent little expansion for seven bucks yeah i'm gonna have to check this one out because i finished that game kelly that, that'll yeah. I got news. The demo version yes. of Disgaea 7 came out. Ah. Oh. With transferable <laughs> process. Ah. Oh. It's do- available download now on PS4, PS5, and Switch. It lets players transfer their progress to the full game. Um, we got a new trailer that came out the same day as the demo. Um, I, I, I got to start leveling characters. What am I waiting for? <laughs> Does it? It doesn't play itself this time, right? 
They've dialed it that back. Does, no. It does, but they're severely limiting it. Right. Um, you, I think you've got to have gas in order to. Yeah, you can't do it on the main story missions anymore, right? Yeah. Which I'm I'm okay with that. I try. I gotta to go do find my YouTube game. channel that gave me all the tips for how to grind. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what it's called anymore. Guy, oh, let's see, this guy. Uh... Seven demo grinding. Let's see. Is this a thing? We've lost Chris. Best early leveling <laughs> yes. method. 4,000 4, levels per hour. Yep. Perfect. This is the liquid. Yep. Okay. This is the channel. <laughs> I got to well, get going with that. Had, <laughs> we had a little bit uh, of a direct, a Nintendo direct, but there wasn't a lot of RPG news in that particular direct. Mm-hmm. They did announce a new uh saga game so be, be excited wheels uh I'm saga so sorry. Emerald beyond um new entry in the long running series and so, it, <laughs> so go ahead no i was just curious is this a, a like a real um you know like boxed release or is this a mobile game that's also coming to console i don't know cuz it's releasing on ios and android and I couldn't tell it's watching the video. It's entirely possible because I think Scarlet Grace released on an Android and iOS too. Is it just me or does this look like garbage? Kind of. This doesn't look good, which I guess is why it, you know it's a saga game. We just have one or two people who like them on staff, right? Yeah, man wheels. Okay, that's about it. Do you actually like them? Oh, yeah. you can you have a cat in the party. That that's not fair to compare. No, like the older ones never had cats. Yeah, but this one has a cat, so Well there uh, you go. I'm gonna have to check it out. I don't know why there's a cat. I don't know if they just found it and or if it's a summon, but cat in the party, Kelly's gotta play it. Um As the rules, we don't make them. Hey, they announced a remake of Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Or excuse me, a remaster. So they took away the cell shading and made everything look more like real paper. And other than that, it's Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door. It's a good, a good game. game. Yeah, maybe I'll, I have tried to boot up that game numerous times and just could never get into it. So maybe this uh, will be what gets me. I don't know if they're making any changes to the gameplay or not to kind of modernize some of the systems that could be modernized. What little there is, like maybe, I don't know, more badges and stuff that automate things or something. I don't know. Beyond that, it just looks like the same game, but remastered and looks great. And if I was going to replay it, this is how I'd replay it. But I have no, I I loved that game. I just don't want to replay it again. (laughs) Yeah. So I I tried to do that for JRPG July one year and just could not get into it because I was playing it on my old GameCube. Or no, I think I was doing it on the Wii and I didn't have a good setup, and I just couldn't get into it. So, well, I'm as try we've even mentioned one. before, just trying to go back with not being able to just you know uh, put your uh, console into sleep at any point at this point. Yeah, it's just a luxury that's hard to do without. Yeah, um, not to mention wire. I didn't. I don't have a good uh, wireless controller, or I didn't have one at the time. A good wireless controller for my GameCube. So. Ugh. I'm going to check this one out. I'm I'm also excited that there's a Star Ocean the Second Story R demo available. I don't did, 
okay, yeah, progress from the demo can be transferred to the full game. So th that's excellent news. They've also, we've also got a new eight-minute gameplay trailer to show off. Um, that goes into a bunch of detail about it, even the added... I didn't remember this, that there wasn't fishing in the original game. They've added it for this game. Oh, oh right. Very important yeah. to add fishing in your action Well, RPGs. you know, JRPG must have fishing. JRPGs, that, whatever this is. Hey, Secret of the Stars has fishing. See? There you go. <laughs> All the good ones have fishing. Well, 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 well Kelly, now they the do. The question is, do, does having a cat doing fishing, does that get you to get the game? Because there's a oh new God. fishing RPG called Whisker Waters, where it has cats that are fishing. I'm going to check this one out, because those cats are so freaking cute. <laughs> what is this? I knew they would get well, you with the cute cats. I did Look at how cute What cats in are, the Chris? world? I don't want to play this, but those are cute cats. My only disappointment I, I, is they're actually fishing and not pawing at the water like Exactly. <laughs> like, why aren't they using their paws to get the fish and scare them all away? So, sorry, side tangent. I I took a bubble bath the, the Labor Day weekend and did the robotic fishies um, for Frankie to play with, and he got so excited he fell in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> And was mad at me for the rest of the night. Were you okay when he fell in the tub? That sounds like yeah, it's oh, dangerous I, for you. I, I was fine. I was far away from him. Uh, okay. He was trying to go. He was like trying to paw at fishies and walk across the narrow ledge at the same time mm -hmm. and slipped and his front half fell in. So oh, the only thing that got wet was his front paws, but he was pissed at me for the rest of the night. Why did you do that? Why did you tempt him, Kelly? Because it was funny, and because I wanted to see how he would react to Bubbles, which he was very fascinated with. And I had to take batteries out of all of the fishies because they would not turn off. Kelly, I have the human equivalent of those fishy toys. It's called a new Vanillaware game. Ooh. Oh, yes. The Unicorn Overlord. It's Ogre Battle. <laughs> <laughs> so i was nodding off during the direct and when i woke up i thought that this was a remake of uh knights in the nightmare <laughs> <laughs> so when it said unicorn overlord i was like oh it's vanilla wear not sting they're revitalizing sting. the fantasy jrpg tactical game strategy game or whatever they said during the direct which i'm like no, an indie game already put out a new ogre battle, but all right, fine, whatever. Well, it looks like the, uh, from an art style, like the PSP Vanillaware game we never got. What is it, Grand Knight's History? Mm. Yeah, you're Historia, right. Historia, I think, look... but yeah. Yeah, we got the PlayStation 4 one, but not did, the yeah. PSP one. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's right. The Rebirth oh, also... of Tactical Fantasy RPGs. I'm like, <laughs> no, but okay. <laughs> Sure. It, I appreciate you coming out with a new one, and I know you were in probably working on this before that other game was even announced or came out. But like, you you didn't hit first in this wave, so don't and the pretend. character models are are dialed back. Why does their food, food the always look so good? Oh man, they spent they must spend so much time on the food though. <sighs> Cheese filled steak hache. Like I want that. I want it now for lunch. Uh, have you seen the collector's edition for this? No. 
um, GameStop has it up, and it looks really cool. It comes with a card game, and I don't know why they're like kind of leaning into some of the Warhammer-looking artwork. Okay. Here, where should I post this? I'm on their website. Is it on here somewhere? Wishlist, wishlist, wishlist. Where's the... I posted the GameStop link in our Discord chat. Um, That that two-disc soundtrack art looks just like uh, Warhammer's Blood Bowl artwork. Mm. And the card game itself looks very Warhammer. Uh, I don't know. I might order this collector's edition because it looks cool. I cannot get this image to load. All right. Now I got to go over here to this one. All right, this is very riveting podcast. Oh yeah, we're on an we're an audio show. Hi, uh, I'm currently trying to load oh. an image that okay. n- will not load anywhere, but it is giant. Here, okay, I'll I'll do I this next story because it's serendipitous. Um, Tales of Arise is getting DLC. Uh huh. Which t- wow, two years later, yeah, two years later, um, we're doing a Tales of Arise backtrack this week, so we're, we're claiming this. This was a backtrack uh, prediction before the backtrack even recorded. Um, the, the DLC takes place a year after the events of the main game and is going to come out on November 9th, 2023. Okay. I am rather excited about this, even though I <laughs> I literally have not played that game in two years. It's said to include 20 plus hours of combat. Anyway, that is Good. all of the main news. <laughs> Just the main stuff. Yeah. Now we've got um new release date lightning round. We're just going to quickly kind of blow through this, except the second to last story, because that's the one I'm excited about. Um, we've got Wandering Sword releasing in September, specifically on September 15th. Um, this is a sprite-based RPG Um seeing players mastering ancient Chinese martial arts for turn-based or real-time combat. Uh, Front Mission 2 Remake is getting an October release date, specifically on October 5th. Um, this was after being delayed from June. Suikoden 1 and 2 HD remaster has been pushed to next year. I Ooh. guess it was supposed to come out this year. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah I don't know. Oh, hey, wow. it's Konami. I, we're we're happy whenever Konami is still releasing games. They yeah. did yeah. another game announcement recently, right? This yeah. past week, yeah. That's not the There's only one, one. In the direct, right? Yeah, it was in the direct. They had a game in the direct, whatever it was. Oh, whoa, whoa, uh, co- uh, Contra. Oh yeah, yeah. So let's see. Next up, next, Long Gone Days is coming out. It's final after five years in early access. It's going to be releasing out on October tenth. I don't remember what that was, but I don't care either. So <laughs> maybe it'll be good. But it's finally out. <laughs> yeah, Borderlands Collection Pandora's Box available. Um, it's a digital bundle for Borderlands with, I guess. What is it a bundle of? One, two, the pre-sequel, Tales from the Borderlands, three, and new Tales from the Borderlands. Oh, my God. Did new Tales from the Borderlands already come out? That's a thing already? Yeah. Was it any it good? Is. People liked the I, first one. I didn't hear much about the re- the second one, though. Yeah, all right. Well, it's out. Um, and 
And in addition, Borderlands 3 is coming to Switch next month. Is that going to be a cloud thing? Or is that... I guess it's not... Okay, well, whatever. Thing. Borderlands. (laughs) Oh, King's Bounty 2! There is a game that we wanted more info on. Oh, okay. I'm... Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, the game runs so bad on Switch. I'm just reading this and like, oh my gosh, guys. Uh, they've at least dedicated PS5 and Xbox Series X and S versions of King's Bounty 2 that include dynamic 4K resolution support, up to 60 frames a second graphics, and fast loading. Uh, they're free upgrades to people who own the PS4 Xbox One versions. Oh, boy. Ah, uh, boy. That game. I, I think we have uh, the next one up finish. is title of the week, isn't it? A bomby nation. There we go. Console Look release at that. is coming out. It's a monster taming roguelite RPG is coming to consoles. It's coming out September 28th. Okay. That's a weird looking one. Oh, Mercenary Saga's got more games. That'd Watch be good it on for... PC next month. Yes. Wait. So it's the first wasn't four it games not? That are coming out. Were they not, not. on PC? No, they they were originally mobile, and then they came to 3DS eShop, and then they got Switch releases, and now they're finally coming to PC. For $12 each, except for uh, Wings, which is $15. I mean, those are like 30 to 50 hour, they're like 30, 40 hour. I know, it's just they're a lot cheaper on the other platforms. Yeah. Yeah, they've been out there a while. Okay. I just I don't like the PC tax, which is weird to have to say that, but yeah, you know they'll um, go on Steam sale. Yes, mm-hmm. that's fine. And you know they'll be uh, Steam Deck compatible. Next I can't Saturday. imagine those. I can't imagine those not running on that. Like I said, they started out on phones, so yeah. yeah. Um, Broken Roads is releasing in November, specifically on November fourteenth. It's a Fallout game. It is an isometric, narrative-driven RPG. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> I guess so. Um, Got it. <laughs> th- this was also during the Direct that made me excited. Uh, Euton Chronicle 100 Heroes has had its release date revealed oh. on April 23rd, 2024. This is the JRPG from the original Suikoden uh, series director. Oh, That's finally. Instead is- of the side spinoff game, you get the real yeah. game yeah. finally? Hopefully this one will be good instead, unlike the uh, side spinoff well, game. Wasn't the other one outsourced, though? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was, so fingers yeah. crossed. Uh-huh. Um, Warhammer, Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader is releasing in December on December seventh. Uh, this it will launch simultaneously on PC, Mac, PS5, and Xbox Series S slash X. The, uh, yet another tactical RPG War Tales is now available right now on Switch. It released for PC earlier this year, so you can now play that yet another tactical RPG on the Switch. Mm, and then there's time. the story that Kelly's been waiting for. Oh my god! Um, I, I think I was starting to get sick Thursday because I had slept through both directs. Oh um, right! We finally get to watch Eris die. Hey, now, not everybody has played that. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is getting its release date and has a new trailer. Um, it's coming out on a leap day, February 29th, 2024. Vaughn was like, this is what you're getting me for my birthday. I was like, okay. Uh, 
the, the trailer is really cool. It um, shows off uh, Ketchy, Yuffie, and Sid. Not Sid, I'm sorry, Vincent. Sid Sid was noticeably absent. And it showed uh, Ketchy and Yuffie being playable characters. I'm sorry, um, I'm sitting here listening to this trailer, and the voice acting sounds terrible. Really? Yes. This is like, after 16's voice acting... The best voice performance I've heard so far is Ketchy, all right? <laughs> That's not a good sign. <laughs> all right, so you can ride Segways. Yeah. Segways are back. Uh, chocobo Breeding looks to be in this one. Or at least Chocobo Riding. Um, You, you go to Gold Saucer. You yep. can uh, race Chocobos. You can do the Crazy so, Motorcycle Arcade game. So this will be the 500-hour installment because yes. gold saucer is in it all right uh you could do the uh rock paper scissors fighting game with the old school polygonal characters no thanks yeah that game was rigged <laughs> um tetsuo wait Nomura... why is he okay wait, what nothing um, cloud and Sephi are teaming up on something and i'm like what well there is that flashback sequence yeah. where they were in niflheim if you remember. And, like, is it, like, Crisis Core in this game now, essentially? Because now we have more fleshed-out backstory. Um, I honestly don't know what they're going to do. Because right. they show a lot of Zack, and mm -hmm. I can't talk about the rest of that because of spoilers. Mm -hmm. um, Motorcycle arcade game! There we go. They're releasing a double pack with this and the PS5 version of Integrade. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on PSN right now for 70 bucks for both games, and it shoots up to $99 um, after a certain date, and I can't remember which. You'll have to check out the Mario 64 Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, Vincent's in this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the only playable character that's noticeably absent is Sid. Um, I don't know if he's going to get a downgrade in this version or not. Well, who's the and, dude in the robe? I don't know. Okay. I it I, at first I thought it was a uh, uh, Sephiroth clone. Are we gonna go like crazy and have like splinter off into alternate realities beyond what's already been? Is that what we're gonna go? We're gonna Final Fantasy multiverse. I mean, there's a lot of uh, tinfoil hat conspiracies, and Nomura said like, that the game ends at the ancient city. So essentially, where Disc One would have ended. Right. So. Mm hmm. When one character has unfortunate circumstances. <laughs> uh, we, in our house, we call that Yamchang. Hmm. <laughs> Oops, sword in your back. Uh, um, we, we shall see. I am beyond excited to play this. I, there will probably be tears in my eyes when it's in my hand. And at some point, I want to replay the first game I, again. At this point, I think I just want to wait for all three. Is it only going to be three parts? Do we even know? Yeah. That's what yeah. they said. Like, if, if what year are, will if, the next one be out? God. Well, let's see. It was 2020 when the first one came out. So we, oh, four years in this one. Um, though I can't... Well, I don't know. I can't imagine the third one is going to take as long because they have all the assets. I don't know. I If they're ending this one at the... um ancient city then mm -hmm. the third one is going to be all of the northern crater stuff and nah they're going to the have they're going to have dlc for this one 
where you fix where you go back and fix the timeline and save that person. I'm telling you. Ooh. I, I mean, know. I don't know. The DLC for the for uh, remake was pretty unique. Was it? None of that happened. None of that happened. Oh, in the first, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen. They can go whichever way they want. They could keep it the same. They could change it. They could change it and have like you go into a parallel universe to pull out another copy of her. <laughs> Who knows did, at this point? <laughs> did did you did you watch that new Flash movie? I don't. Think no, did. I heard mm. bad things, namely it that was it was okay. a Flash movie. <laughs> it, it was okay, and but it didn't the, have that one. The CW version of Flash, which people seem to like more. That one had some multiverse stuff that was rather interesting, and I'm curious if it's going to be if they're going to do that kind of stuff with um, Final Fantasy VII remake. I, okay. I don't know yeah. the, right. that that particular movie, even though it wasn't that great of a movie, had some neat, interesting things with the multiverse. Isn't it just that I the the Flash paradox thing again? Oh, Flash paradox, the Flashpoint saga, or whatever. Yeah, that's pretty. That's what Vaughn said. The timeline, that particular story was. It's like whenever there's a flash story and they do a big flash story, that's the big flash story. <laughs> it's, um, it's always that one. There aren't any other good ones. <laughs> Vaughn said it'd be funny to have a the "We'll be right back" jingle show up after just as these Eric, messages. We'll just be as right Eric's back. <laughs> Yeah, Vaughn, that would be a very Trails of Cold Steel 3 ending to do it like that. Cut the credits. Cut the credits. See you next no. time. <laughs> and then our, our final release date story, uh, Honkai Star Rail is coming to PS5 in October. I don't know if anybody cares. Maybe Tam? Should we do oh, Roundabout when Eris is... Oh, sorry. I'm still on the how we should go out from the... Left. Oh, where it'll, <laughs> it'll fade to, to <laughs> Sepia and yes. then, to be continued. So many kids are going to hear that song on their dad's radio one day and be shocked that that's not an anime song. What? That's not a JoJo song? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Honkai Star Rail is coming to PS5 in October. That's all there is for that one. Oh no, new releases. I'm not prepared. <laughs> oh, how did I forget this? All right, all right, oh. all right, all right. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. This is easy. Um, anything that came out is no longer fair game. So, like, uh, things that came out, uh, let's see. Weeks ago. OU, Rhapsody, Marl Kingdom Chronicles, Sea of Stars, Untamed Tactics, uh, Anonymous Code, Baldur's Gate 3. What? That was already out. What? A console. Uh, Oh, for PS5. Right, 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 right. Crimson Tactics, uh, War, Rise of the Right Banner, um, Dokapon Kingdom Connect, Fay Farm, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Uh, Kelly, have you played that at all? Is it any good? I played a little bit of it. It is really good, as long as you don't get mired in the uh, microtransaction crap. Oh, so pass. <laughs> I mean, it, it throws that stuff at you, but you can play the game just fine without spending any money. <gasps> I played a microtransaction game this week, or these past couple weeks. My friends in Seattle, 
uh, one of them works for the Pokemon Company International, which is uh, the one that the part of the Pokemon Company that is not in Japan, and they do all, all the um, localizations for things. And one of the things that company's in charge of is Pokemon Unite, and mm. so they play Unite, and they really like it, and they got me to play Unite with them one day because they're playing on their Switch, and I was on my iPad. And um, it's really good. It's a MOBA, and it has no right to be as good as it is. And it really reminded me of the Blizzard MOBA, um, whose name I no longer remember. But uh, in that, it's like way more approachable and easy to get into and just fun to play. And so I'm like level 14 in this this free-to-play MOBA. I've spent no money on it. And you get to run around as Pokemon and score goals on things. Yeah, Heroes of the Storm, Vaughn. That's the one. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Unite, it's, it's not bad. Um, also I guess it came out in 2021 and it's just, I'm getting around to it now. And so I have no idea how much life is left in this game, but they keep updating it and stuff. Um, I liked it. Will I keep playing it? I don't know. What I thought was funny is it runs better and loads faster on my iPad than it does on the switch. Um, poor switch. We really need a new switch folks. (laughs) We really do. (laughs) Next year, next year. It, it, Chris, it just, that, yeah. that uh, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis game has, yeah. has an event going on right now with uh, uh, that's beach themed that has uh, Zack and swim trunks that you can get and oh, also boy. Uh, Red 13 in a Hawaiian shirt. But Red 13's normally naked. Why would you put clothes on him? I don't know, but it looks so cute. And I said that because it's a trap. You can dress up your Pokemon in Pokemon Unite. It's awesome. <laughs> You can dress Pikachu up like he's a little schoolboy going on a field trip, and he's got a little camera on his neck, so it's like, oh, Pikachu! Snap. Take, And he takes pictures when he gets KOs on you. It's great. The 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 costuming and stuff in Pokemon Unite's just wonderful. Um, it's too bad it, a lot of it costs real money, and it's real dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so was, that, was that all that was coming out? Uh, no. Uh, th- um, we're going over things that came out, and then I just got distracted. King's Bounty okay. 2 for the PS5 and th- Xbox Series X, Monochrome Mobius, Rune Factory 3 Special, Starfield, The Dragonist, Command of the Flame, um, and then finally, Another Crusade, Botan Kaidos 1 and 2 re- HD Remaster, Eternites, Mary Skelter Finale, Mugen Soul Z, and Myth Force, and This Way Madness Lies, and Wandering Sword, and War Tales. <laughs> I gotta hear if War Tales is any good. Um, I hope we have a review or we'll get one soon. Uh, Alright, now, what's coming out this week? So that's that's what we missed. Here's what's coming. Um, that was for the week ending on the 23rd. So starting on the 16th, we have... Gloomhaven, which is a TRPG slash board game. Um, it's coming to consoles, I guess. It's been on PC for a bit, but it's come to Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Um, this is the version of Gloomhaven to play if you don't want to spend three hours setting it up. Uh, Lies of P is out this week. Um, the Legend of Nayuta Boundless Trails? Or is this oh. only in Japan? No, this is no, here. No, that's here. There you go. So if you've been waiting for Nayuta or you're into that Trails type stuff slash Ease type stuff, that's for PC, Switch, and PS4. I might dump uh, Star Ocean to play this. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to be busy playing Mortal Kombat 1, Kelly. Because it's time for mm. Mortal Kombat 1 again. <laughs> how, many, how many Mortal Kombat 1s have there been? A couple now because they keep 
rebooting the series and redoing timelines and multiversing that crap because I guess I guess nobody can have a continuing story be interesting. Uh, that's not true. Some things do. Um, see One Piece. They're on episode three billion. Um, but like, oh wait, I don't know if it's interesting anymore, Bo. Yeah, I shouldn't. According say According to Vaughn, yeah. it is okay. All right. Uh, they're the party animals. That's not uh, uh, Mon Yu, role playing dungeon crawler. I don't know. Um, that's I guess that's a game that's out this week for Switch, PS Five, and PC. And uh, do, do, do. the Bunny Graveyard on PCs listed as horror puzzle role playing. I don't know what's up with that. And uh, yeah, okay, there we go. And then later in the week, uh, Legend of Nyuta hits Europe. So, so Legend of Nyuta, Lies of P seem to be the big two for this week. Lies of P is a Souls like where you are Pinocchio. And Gemini is kind of an AI cricket. I don't know what's going on with Gemini, but it's cool. I watched some people playing it, and it's it's got a good vibe. Uh, it looks slow and hard because you know it's a Souls like, but yeah. And it's on Game Pass, so I have it installing or installed, and then I Yay. will not play it, just like how I've not played Starfield or Sea of Stars yet, which are all on Game Pass. Game Pass is doing good this fall. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's loaded with stuff. <clears throat> Just uh, hope none of those games you downloaded are Unity games. <laughs> oh, poor Unity. <sighs> they announced they're going to charge per install, I guess, and uh, yeah. people don't like that. It no. is a valid m- license charging method for game licenses, I guess, but like also the reaction has been weird because like I think people have tried to interpret that as literally if somebody runs the installer they get charged again which i don't know if that's actually true <laughs> but maybe <laughs> that, that was the way it was originally worded uh, yeah. back and probably not intention yeah <laughs> the, the, the big kerfuffle is that the way everything is worded sounds like it's really gonna screw over a yeah, lot of small of course they want to make money now they got bought or they sold out to someone right or 10 cent bought i don't know who it was but somebody who wants money owns them now so of course it's gonna go bad so it's time for a new free open source game engine to come out that everyone has to learn now <laughs> and if you the, the other issue is that if you're like a free-to-play developer then you're really screwed over is yeah, there what were, I've heard. yeah, there were people posting that, you know, based upon the, the way it was going to work, especially for some of the mobile developers, it'd be like more than 100% of their revenue. I believe the CEO is the EA guy who wanted people to pay real money to reload. Reload what? Reload saves? Games? Oh, to reload their gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Perfect. So go figure. Reload yeah. ammo in Battlefield. No, thank you. <laughs> and and I I think part part of the other issue is like if you have a uh, if you're a small developer and your game blows up like Undertale or well one of the cases is Cult of the Lamb. Uh, Undertale really isn't popular. Unity, is it? No, that's another engine. Yeah. But uh, I'm just I'm thinking of small indie games, yeah. small developers that just got huge overnight. Among us. Would be a yeah, yeah yeah Among Us was a good example because they're a small team and mm-hmm. that 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 game's popularity exploded and normally that's a good thing but then all of a sudden you're owed like 
20 cents per install or whatever it was. Well, and, I mean, if I, okay. But like, again, it's overreaction. Cause one, I don't think, I think they said very clearly it doesn't apply to current versions of the engine, right? Like it's not retroactive sure and it can't be like, that would be illegal to have a retroactive contract. Um, Vaughn says it does. Okay. Well, I guess I need to do more research, but, and then you have like the idea, like if you were a small, okay, well, you know, it, it all hinges on whether or not it can be retroactive, which I don't think it can be legally, but if it is, then that, that does suck and that's terrible. Um, and so people, uh, my, tell the story you were telling me, Kelly, about the Megaton. Oh, that um, overnight, well, well, it was going to be per install. So if you reinstall your game, they were going to get dinged another 20 cents. So literally within 24 hours, somebody posted on r slash Megaton how uh, a Python script that would reinstall Soul Hackers over and over again and basically ruin any profit that Soul Hackers would have made. <laughs> People are very bitter about Soul Hackers. So... <laughs> They walk that back almost immediately when <laughs> many people realize that they could abuse that to screw over developers that they don't like. So, yeah, that, that <laughs> getting walked back. And then the other big thing that I thought thought was going to be interesting was uh, they said that for Game Pass games, uh, the, the charge is going to be to Microsoft. Sure. So I was like, oh... Something tells me all the Unity games are coming down from Game Pass. All right. So Unity posted a tweet, which apparently tweets can be 8 billion characters long now, which I don't know how I missed that. We want to be clear. The counter for Unity runtime fee install starts on January 1st. It is not retroactive or perpetual. So whatever. Uh, Unity proactively made plans to trick devs and covered their tracks. Unity deleted the GitHub repository to track terms and conditions to remove part of the TNC that would have allowed customers to not upgrade to the latest Unity. That was Vaughn in the chat room. Yeah, so... Apparently Vampire Survivors is Unity? Yeah, whatever. It's... Mm -hmm. so. Their Unity is coming out and clearly saying, and they are the ones that do have the authority to say this or not. So, like, regardless of what people think, like, if they come out and put out a public statement that says it's not retroactive, it's going to be real hard to enforce it in court. <laughs> yeah. So, but all right. So, it's not retroactive, but people like, you know, we did the legal things and you removed the terms that made it sound like you had the option to not upgrade. So, we think you could make it retroactive if you want to. And why does that matter? It, because if you are going into a contract and that wiggle room is there for a company to screw you over, you shouldn't sign it. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they could. And that is bad. So, um, uh, y- yes, it is important that Unity clearly state in the terms and conditions that it is not retroactive because that's garbage. So anyway, this is going over like a dumpster fire and it's delightful to watch things burn. Um, but it is going to impact just, some games, it seems. I just feel really bad for small indie developers that are going to get screwed over because of Cause, this. Because everyone has moved to Unity in that space. <laughs> yeah. So this is a this is a big blow. Now everyone has to go back to Unreal Engine. That sucks. <laughs> Supposedly good Godot is a good free engine. Godot is how you Godot. pronounce that. Sorry. Yeah. It's a French name. But you do have to wait for it for a while. 
I had never heard of Godot. Is that oh, all right. Just a way to shoot yourself in the foot. Unity. I don't know anything about the Godot engine. If it's good though, that's great. Is it open source? Is uh, let's see, let's see. Free all in one, so not necessarily open source, but okay. It says open source 2D engine. Oh, but what if we want 3D? This says it does 3D. Latest version of added 3D. Okay, so 3D is new. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, yeah. So there's there's an opportunity here for new engines to catch on. So we'll see how that goes. Oh. <laughs> if you want 3D, um, do Unreal, says Vaughn. Like, I thought there were Unreal issues too, right? No? I'm not sure. Yeah. Vaughn knows more about that than me. Um, th- does it count Ooh, early access we stuff? We got new early access news. Uh, does it count what? Does the unity oh, thing? I don't stuff? know. That's a great question. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. Um, the open world RPG, the Bloodline, is entering Steam early access in October. Mm-hmm. This is an open world fantasy RPG, so you can check that out next month. And a new yeah. Wizardry game just entered. Uh, yeah, just entered early access. Uh, Wizardry: The Proving Grounds. Um, Proving Grounds of the Mad Overlord, I think a remake of the very first game in the series is available in early access now and is built on the original 1981 Apple II code. So, wow. I didn't read that, or I didn't see that bit of it. I just saw that it was uh, a new wizardry game. So you can check that out and see where Dungeon Crawlers came from. You got that Apple II nostalgia. You can satisfy it. Yep. And then we've got a a bunch of editorial content that came out over the two weeks. Let me just open these real quick. I'm going to blow through these real quick, too. So, oh, wait. We've got a review for uh, Schwan Yon Sword Mist Beyond the Mountains by Pascal Takaya. He gave it a 1.5 out of 5. He really hated it. Yeah. um, the positive is highly original globe-trotting uh, idea for an RPG plot. Um, even the ravages of time can't do in skillful sprite work and instrumentation. That's the good, two good points. The bad points, uh, a translation that's so alien it beggars belief. Hmm. Wonky difficulty balance means that the ending credits are a sweet relief. Um, a litany wow. of poorly explained game systems and a final boss that crashes the game when defeated in a certain way. Are you sure this isn't Starfield? <laughs> so yeah, probably uh, skip this game. It sounds terrible. And then we get an Affogato review from Michael Baker. Mm, espresso over ice cream. He gave this gelato. a 3.5 out of 5, saying that it has cool visuals and uh, audio aesthetics, uh, fast-paced tower assault combat, and a good plot with general uh, good plot and general writing. The negative side content could have been included for uh, better flow. Some later maps are very particular or finicky about approach and occasional bugs. And then Sam reviewed Rhapsody 3 Memories of Marl Kingdom. Oh no, is it not good? Nope. Great localization and good music and voice acting, but uh, short Was story Rhapsody structures. never good? <laughs> they said that the first two games were good. All right. 
Rune Factory 3 Special has a review up. Four out of five. People like it. Excellent overarching story. Combat's fast, furious, and rewards players that jump right in. Multiple methods of money making. Lets you personalize your experience. A lovely soundtrack. Deep crafting systems. Uh, the downsides are item management becomes problematic as the game progresses. And the NPC AI is noticeably weak in combat. Uh, so yeah, Rune oh, Factory that, 3. Still a good game, that I guess. That. that reviewed that, by the way. Okay. He loves Rune Factory. Ah, all right. So take it with somewhat of a grain of salt. This is the one no. where you're a sheep. Yeah, this is the one where you're a sheep. And you turn into a boy, a real boy. And... Um, Louis, Mar- Louis Mauricio reviewed Monochrome Mobius. This is the uh, prequel to Underwater Ray Romano. Mm. He gave this a 3.5 out of 5, said that it had a gripping story with the central characters, enjoyable music, and an interesting way to assign turns in battle. Negatives, battling, and exploring feel repetitive, uh, unnecessary variety of consumables, and several disruptive visual bugs. But he did say that this is a good intro into the underwater Ray Romano saga. And then we've got an adventure corner from Alex Fuller, who reviewed, or I guess dove into anonymous code so you can read that on the site um it's i don't know if this is a part of the steinsgate series or not i don't think so yeah um, it might be oh it's maybe, probably from yeah, the same yeah, yeah. people same yeah people. the game okay, and its theme gotcha. are much more connected to steinsgate than other entries so there you go same gotcha. world so um We've also got a Russell Quest deep look from Alex. Oh right. Um, oh oh no, deep look. That's never oh. good. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, while it brings some neat ideas to the ring, the execution places far too many roadblocks in the way. So I guess roadblocks. That's to... a different game. No road. <laughs> oh 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 oh. Repetitive combat, slow exploration in progress, and a pretty one side one note cast fails to inspire the sort of hype that the game hoped to provide. Ouch. And then he also did an impression on the first Descendant, which is a new offline title from a Korean developer. It's okay. a free-to-play sci-fi shooter. Um, says that the combat hits all the right notes, and it's very satisfying to take out enemies. So sounds hopeful you can read more about that on the site. And then we've got two. Uh, I, I guess you what would you call these, Josh? Like um, collaborative features. Yes, yeah. Uh, um, the one that you headed was the memorable side quest one, so tell us about that. Oh, well, I didn't head it. I, I, you know, I worked with yeah, Sam you, on you it. You clicked post. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Puts my, my name bad. on there. But it, it, it's, you know, like a collection of um, kind of some of our uh, favorite side quests. <gasps> it, has the mech, different... it has the mech side quest from 14. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. You do, it's basically a Gundam anime. It's ridiculous. Yeah, th- this was the one that I had to help Sam with cuz it, it happened shortly after she broke her arm and couldn't type. Uh, and so I, I, kinda, I I put in my thing about Anton cuz I love Anton and the Trail series. Yeah. We got the frying pan quest in Fort in Final Fantasy 4. Yeah. That's good. And then the other one that Sam headed uh, that I wanted to participate in, but I couldn't narrow it down. Um, A good dingus. 
Um, according to Merriam-Webster, the definition of a dingus is a dim-witted, silly, or foolish person, often used in a joking or friendly way. A good dingus is sweet yet spacey, lovable yet crazy, sincere yet clueless. Often they are some of the most memorable characters uh, players encounter in RPGs. And for this feature, the staff wanted to share some of their uh, goodest of good boys and girls. I, c- I couldn't think of just one. There were too there were too many of them for me to narrow it down. <laughs> um, including C- Sea of Stars has one right now that's just an adorable little dork that I love. Oh, good. <laughs> so you can read about everybody's favorite dinguses on on the site. Um, th- to give you an idea, the first one on the list is Axel from the Disgaea series. Mm, he's a dingus. See, I'm surprised you didn't call this the the a good himbo, but I guess that leaves out uh, women. Yeah. So there, we have plenty of those in here too. Yeah. Plenty of those. Plenty of women <laughs> in here too. <laughs> um, so, we have Pax impressions. So many. So Ryan many wrote so many. I don't know if Anna ever got to write any of hers or not, but I should know if she did or didn't. Anna, did you write impressions? She's not in the house. She, she may left have left you, Chris. Me. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, is that Persona Five Tactica any good? Don't ask me. I didn't you? play it. I don't know. I haven't been reading about it because it's coming to Game Pass, and so I'll get it anyway. I so got to stand in the Atlas booth for like an hour listening to the looped um, YouTube features they have that are explaining how to play the game over and over and over and over. Okay. It, it's all like you're joining uh, Tactica Boot Camp and Sergeant Morgana is going to teach you how to play. And it's like, okay, great. Yeah, yep, I get it. It's XCOM. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Persona so, XCOM. That, that is it for our uh, marathon show. <sighs> Which we got through in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, and my voice isn't dead, so good job. Go. Yay! Thank, thank you for the help. You didn't kill Kelly. Yay! Yay. Alright, so if you want to catch us next week, we're going to be live at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. You can answer your question of the week, which is, what do you think about Starfield? At uh, rpgamer.com, go find the sh- podcast section, click on RPG Cast, RPG Cast latest episode, and uh yeah leave your comment right there we'll read it on the show uh thanks everybody who's been watching and thank you to josh and kelly for being on this week and yeah i think we got to wrap this we went long there was a lot of news Mm -hmm. to catch up on but uh we'll have more normal show next time um and i have um more maps to run in path of exile except i should be playing starfield so i can get ready to play lies of p oh my god there's too many games too many games josh I have I Panera bread waiting for me in the oven. Oh, that sounds good. All right. We'll see you next week. Until then, bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.